Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches the last sermon from the book of James, with this message entitled, The Ministry of Restoration, preached October the 19th, 2014. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to James chapter 5, verse 19. Ministry of Restoration. And I will speak three points. Church is the family of God. Second, prodigals in God's family. And third, the blessed ministry of restoring the prodigals. We have come to the end of this epistle of James. You are hearing the last sermon in this epistle. Unlike the epistles of Paul and Peter and John, the epistle of James has no greeting or benediction. He ends with a call to action, to a ministry of restoring the prodigals if possible. James told us, beginning with chapter 5, verse 13, if anyone is in trouble, let him pray. If anyone happy, let him sing. If anyone is sick, let him call the elders of his church for prayer. Finally, now, if anyone among you has wandered away from the truth, try to restore him. We are to love the prodigal and, if possible, restore to Christ's church in the will of God. So first, church is the family of God. It is a blessing to belong to a human family. But the greatest blessing is to belong to God's family, the church of the living God. Jesus said, But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. And he also said in Matthew 10, Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And Jesus also said in Luke 14, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. 
In the same way, any of you who does not give up everything, he cannot be my disciple. Do you belong to God's holy family? God's church? And if you do, then rejoice. You are the most blessed people on the face of the earth. In James 5.13, James addresses believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ as my brothers. He called them in 1.16, my dear brothers. God's people belong to God's family by adoption in Christ. So we are brothers and sisters if we persevere to the end. Recently you read the letter of Saint Paul to Philemon. Paul calls Onesimus a slave as my son. My very heart This is what happens when God saves us and brings us to his holy church. We are brothers, we are sisters, and so on. And we are to love one another. God is our heavenly father, and we are his heirs. And so we love one another. If you don't love God's holy church the Lord has not added you into his church so the second point the prodigals in the family of God if anyone among you wander away that is being deceived wander away from the truth That tells you what a church is. Church is where truth is preached. The Bible is preached. If anyone among you wander away from the truth, that's what a prodigal is. We receive as members of the church everyone who repents and believes on the Lord Jesus Christ and is baptized in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we are told the Lord himself adds to his church such as should be saved. So we read in Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And Romans 10:9, we read, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus, Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
we are interested in hearing credible confession but we cannot tell whether you are added by Jesus Christ to the church whether you are born from above so every church on earth is a mixture of true and false believers those who are born of god and those who are only temporary believers like the seed that fell on the stony ground and the seed that fell among thorns in due time their foot shall surely slip and fall into eternal hell they shall wander away from the truth preached in god's holy church they follow after the lies of the devil to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a little season they shall not persevere to the end they are not of those whom the lord added to the church pastor just added based on credible confession those who wander away from jesus and his holy church where truth is preached they leave the narrow way leading to eternal life they leave the highway of holiness we read in isaiah 35 they hate the discipline of the bible they hate the government of the kingdom of god which is righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit they hate god's authority yet they delight in wickedness and being a slave of sin they hate the church of the living god the pillar and foundation of the truth first timothy 3:15 the prodigals belong to two categories those who are elect true believers temporarily living a sinful life of misery like king david and those who are non elect not regenerated their repentance and faith were false and so like esau cora aken king saul judas ananias and sapphira and demas they cannot be restored to the truth to god's church family king david was restored by the ministry of prophet nathan he said you are the man and david agreed and said i am the man so also was the prodigal son 
whom God himself brought back. So also Peter, Jesus Christ himself restored him. Yes, it is the duty of the church to seek after the apostates. But it is God who gives them repentance in his own sovereign will. So in Lamentations, the last chapter, verse 21, chapter 5, verse 21, in King James, turn us, O Lord, that we may be turned. Restore us to yourself, O Lord, that we may return. Renew our days as of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and are angry with us beyond measure. Or Psalm 80 verse 3, Restore us, O God. Make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. A few may repent and return to the Father's house, but the vast majority of those who left the truth, wandered away from the truth, will not. By serving the devil 24-7, they deny Christ every moment. Thus they perish, sinking deeper into the sinkhole of hell. So we read in Hebrews 6, it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who has shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, if they fall away to be brought back it is impossible brought back to repentance because to their loss they are crucifying the son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace land that drinks in the rain often falling on it and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is formed, receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Hebrews 10, we read this. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished 
who has trampled the son of God underfoot who has treated us an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him and who has insulted the spirit of grace for we know him who said it is mine to avenge I will repay and again the Lord will judge his people it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God who may go after these apostates to restore them anyone who has a relationship and a burden for their souls believing parents should go after their apostate children and so on yet the materialist Judas was not converted he was a thief we are told in John 12 he was an apostle and he preached the gospel commissioned by Jesus yet he sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver he was with Jesus and ate the last supper yet we are told he was possessed by the devil he found no place for true repentance he threw away the money this son of perdition hanged himself and went to hell so was the apostate Esau and Ananias they couldn't repent so we read in Hebrews 12 see that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son afterward as you know when he wanted to inherit the blessing he was rejected he could bring about no change of mind though he sought the blessing with tears or look at Ananias Acts 5 then Peter said Ananias how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land when Ananias heard this he fell down and died and great fear seized all who heard what had happened the devil comes to lure people away from the church from Jesus and from the truth from the light he comes only friends to steal kill and destroy those who hate truth and 
hate the lordship of Jesus Christ exercised in God's holy church so listen to these scriptures that you may hear and fear God not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven many will say to me on that day lord lord did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles then i will tell them plainly i never knew you depart from me you evil doers saint john the apostle tells us in first john 2:19 they went out from us but they did not really belong to us for if they had belonged to us they would have remained with us but their going showed that none of them belong to us first timothy 1:6 some have wandered away from these and turned to mythology meaningless talk first timothy 1:19 and 20 holding on to faith and good conscience some have rejected these and so have shipwrecked their faith among them are hymenius and alexander whom i have handed over to satan to be taught not to blaspheme first timothy 5:15 some have in fact turned away to follow satan first timothy 6:10 for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs first timothy 6:21 which some have professed and so doing have wandered from the faith Second Timothy 4:3 and 4 For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths in second peter 2:15 they have left the correct straight right way and wandered off to follow the way of balaam son of beor who loved the wages of wickedness of them the proverbs are true a dog see he was a dog in the church he was a pig in the church not a child of god a dog that returns 
to its vomit. And a pig that is washed immediately goes back to her wallowing in the mud. Jesus said, Matthew 24, at that time many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Point number three, the blessed ministry of restoration. I said anyone led by the spirit can minister to the prodigals who had left the church to go to a far country to revel in all sorts of sin. I said this before. Anyone who leaves God's holy church leaves to sin. And the restorer whether father or mother or anyone else, you should tell truth to him or her. He must return to God and his holy church if he truly repents. He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them will find mercy. Or as we read in 2 Chronicles 7. If my people who are called by my name. Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin. And will heal their land. The prodigal hated the father's rule. But he loved his father's money. He left to a far Gentile country to enjoy the pleasures of sin. But in his case, God gave him repentance. God brought about a great famine in that land. So no money, no friends, no job, no food, no house, no clothes, no medicine. Only a lot of misery. Friends, you must pay for your sin. And you will. Now he became very sober. He came to himself, the Bible says. He saw reality. He saw his father's house as it truly is. A place of good things. Father's rule and father's provision he came to himself and he came back friends lie keeps you in the far country truth brings you back to God and his holy church where all your needs are met he came he confessed he was forgiven He was hugged and kissed by the father. Not as a slave he was received. He was received by the father as a son. Father gave a party for him. What a joyous celebration. Listen to what father says. But we had to celebrate and be glad. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. 
he was lost and is found. Parents, pastors, brothers, close friends, go after the prodigals with the love of Jesus who came to seek and save that which is lost. Jesus is a friend of publicans, prodigals, and sinners. Go after them, not to excuse their sins, but to expose the miseries of a sinful life and to give them hope that they return to Jesus for a joyous reception. Go after the prodigals. Give them an opportunity to repent and return. Unlike what Cain had said about his brother. We are our brother's keepers. So go after those who have been excommunicated from the true church. Go after those who without warrant unilaterally and in violation of church covenant wandered away from the truth to follow doctrinal errors that permits them to live a sinful life. Exhort, admonish, rebuke, correct, and beseech. James exhorts us to do this. This is his final call to action. Friends, Peter denied Jesus three times. Jesus prayed for him. And we read Luke 22, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have repented, strengthen your brothers. And Jesus restored Peter. And we read about it in John 21, 15 through 19. So we all have this responsibility to seek after the prodigals and if possible, bring them back. Galatians 6, 1, brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, You who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. 1 Corinthians 10. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Or St. John tells this in 1 John 5. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that he should pray about that. 
all wrongdoing is sin and there is a sin that does not lead to death so you begin to ask what is the sin that leads to death and if that has happened we cannot help him and the sin that leads to death we read in 1st John 4:2 and 3 this is how you can recognize the spirit of god every spirit that acknowledges that jesus christ has come in the flesh is from god but every spirit that does not acknowledge jesus is not from god this is the spirit of the antichrist which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world in other words unbelief in the person and work of jesus christ and first john 5:11 john says and this is the testimony god has given us eternal life and this life is in his son without faith in jesus christ you cannot have this eternal life 1 John 5:20 We know also that the son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true even in his son Jesus Christ this Jesus Christ is the true God and eternal life so now we know unbelief in Jesus Christ is the sin that leads to eternal death in chapter 5 verse 20 James exhorts us to realize how blessed friends is the ministry of restoring a prodigal he saves a sinner from eternal death and to he covers a multitude of the prodigal's sins committed while wandering from God's holy church and living as a companion of evil doers so three points church is the family of god a family that transcends natural family there are prodigals in god's family and the third is the blessed ministry of restoring if possible the prodigals chapter 5 verse 20 james exhorts us to realize how blessed is the ministry of restoring a prodigal so james tells us he saves a sinner from eternal death you better understand the ministry of a pastor ministry of a brother and sister in christ he comes to you for the purpose to save you from eternal death and then we read he covers a multitude of the prodigal sins listen committed 
while wandering from God's holy church and living as a companion of evildoers. The Bible says in Psalm 1, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. And listen, God does not use angels but true believers to turn the prodigals from darkness to the light of the gospel. It must be pointed out that no true church should receive excommunicated members of another Bible-believing church. It is the duty of that church to exhort the prodigals to repent and go back to his own church. If a church accepts these apostates, it proves itself to be a false church, a synagogue of Satan, which preaches a different Jesus, a different spirit, and a different gospel. And the ministers of such churches are described by St. Paul in 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen through 15 and Galatians 1, 8 and 9. Let me read to you. For such men, such ministers, are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. And let me read to you from Professor J. Adams. He writes this in More Than Redemption. Discipline, when exercised, must be recognized and supported by other pastors and churches, typically in the rare cases in which a church does exercise discipline, it is undermined by other congregations. The disciplined person simply runs down the street to the next evangelical church where he is received no questions asked received with open arms that practice is wrong self-defeating a disgrace to Christ and must be remedied and Saint Paul tells this in Galatians 1 8 and 9 if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preached to you, let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned condemned. Most wandering sheep would refuse to repent and be restored 
always justifying their false doctrine and wicked life to them evil is good and good is evil as it is in this country right now so to them evil is good and good is evil because god has given them over to a depraved mind if they do not listen to your gospel appeal for repentance then shake the dust off your feet and move on as jesus taught us to do in matthew 10 and verse 14 if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words shake the dust off your feet when you leave that home or town and saint paul tells us in acts 18:5 and 6 when silas and timothy came from macedonia paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching testifying to the jews that jesus was the christ but when the jews opposed paul and became abusive he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them your blood be on your own heads i am clear of my responsibility from now on i will go to the gentiles and we read in second thessalonians chapter 2 they perish because they refuse to love the truth and be saved for this reason listen god sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness friends the gospel either saves or condemns and so second corinthians 2:15 and 16 for we are to god the aroma of christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing same gospel saves or condemns to the one we are the smell of death to the other the fragrance of life and who is equal to such a task whoever turns the sinner who wandered away from the truth that is from the truth preaching church church is where truth is preached not the world and this is a place where truth is preached whoever turns the sinner who wandered away from the truth preaching church from the error of his way shall save his soul from eternal death such a person becomes a savior to him we know that god alone saves yet he uses us god's people to proclaim the gospel that a sinner may repent and believe 
So Paul says, we are God's sooner goy, fellow workers. God saves and we save. So we read 1 Corinthians 9:22. I have become all things to all men that by all possible means I might save some. And Paul says in Romans 11:14 in the hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. And Proverbs 11 verse 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. Every prodigal and unbeliever will experience eternal death in hell. There is a paradise for the followers of Jesus and hell for everyone else. The broad way of unbelief leads to destruction. The unbelieving rich man died and he went to hell where he was in fire, in torment and in agony with no exit. We read in Ezekiel 3, 18 and 19. When I say to a wicked man, you will surely die. And you do not warn him or speak out to dissuade him from his evil ways in order to save his life. That wicked man will die for his sin. And I will hold you accountable for his blood. So we have a responsibility. To seek and save that which is lost. For the wages of sin is death. Eternal death sir. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We must therefore do our utmost. To save the apostates from eternal death. The ministry of restoration not only saves the sinner from death, we are told it also covers a multitude of sins. This tells us clearly that those who walk away from Christ's holy church and teaching do so to commit a huge heap of sins of various kinds Beginning with sexual immorality, while blaming others, God, church, and especially pastors. Adam says, God, you are responsible for my sin. Genesis 3.12, the man said, the woman you put here with me, blame shifting is the art of the prodigals. The woman you put here with me, or the man for that matter, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. God is responsible first and then the woman. How does the restorer cover the sins of the prodigal? For one thing, 
He loves this sinner. He prays for him. And he seeks him. And in God's will to turn him back to God. His truth and his holy church. Where the word is preached. The two sacraments administered according to God's regulative principle. And biblical discipline strictly administered. It is a ministry of love. So we read in Proverbs 10 verse 12. Hatred stirs up dissension but love covers over all wrongs. And Peter said in 1 Peter 4. Above all love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Our love to sinners points to the love of God in Christ for sinners. So we read in 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10. Who has saved us and called us to a holy life. We are called to live what's a, a holy life. Not because of anything we have done. But because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus. Who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Or Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Be imitators of God therefore as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The cross reveals God's great love for us in his son. For us the elect sinners. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. Friends. That covers. Our mountain of sins. The publican prayed. In faith and repentance. Lord have mercy. Upon me a sinner. He was thinking of the golden mercy seat. That covered the ark which was in the Holy of Holies behind the veil. The ark contained the two tables of the Ten Commandments. Which the publican continually transgressed. He had a mountain of guilt on Yom HaKippurim. The day of atonement. The day of covering. The high priest went into the Holy of Holies and sprinkled the blood of the sin offering for the people upon the mercy seat. The teaching, I hope, is very clear. The publican is the sinner. He must be killed. But in his place a prescribed animal substitute was killed and its blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat. When God who is above the ark 
looks and sees the blood of the substitute his justice for the violation of his law having been satisfied he forgives the enormous guilt of this publican when jesus died on the cross for the sins of god's elect the veil of the temple was torn into from top to bottom making a way to god for all his people who approach the throne of grace in the name of his son so we read in hebrews 10 it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins hebrews 10:14 because by one sacrifice of Jesus Christ he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy chapter 10 19 through 22 therefore brothers since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body and since we have a great priest over the house of god let us draw near to god with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water the curtain is torn a new way is opened up for our sinners who approach the throne of grace with confidence why our sins have been forgiven we are justified so hebrews 4:16 let us then approach the throne of grace with parisia confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need we are not killed we are given mercy and grace come any time always come in the name of Jesus Christ and you will find mercy and receive grace and we need mercy and we need grace public and prayed have mercy upon me a sinner the blood of bulls and goats was pointing sacramentally to the blood of the messiah jesus our true substitute for the bible says christ died for our sins In 1 John 1:7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin. Ephesians 1:7 in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. This love of Jesus covers a mountain of our sins. When our heavenly Father sees the blood of his son, the believing sinner receives full forgiveness. 
he goes home justified and joyful friends the truth is jesus christ is our mercy seat our covering our propitiation so we read in jeremiah 50 verse 20 in those days at that time declares the lord search will be made for israel's guilt but there will be none and for the sins of judah but none will be found for i will forgive the remnant i spare and so david tells us psalm 32 blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven whose sins are covered covered by the blood of jesus friends there is no other savior muhammad cannot save you krishna cannot save you vishnu cannot save you idolatry cannot save you sir there is no other savior jesus christ is the only savior of the whole world he alone is the mercy seat covered with his own blood see him on the cross naked yet covered with his own blood he is the mercy seat father accepted his atoning death because he raised jesus from the dead he alone has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light for us through the gospel he gives us friends eternal life by his death jesus destroyed our eternal death so no death can separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord friends we are eternally secure he has covered the multitude of our sins and he will cover the heap of sins of all who repent and turn to him james told us in 1 verse 16 don't be deceived my beloved brothers the devil is the arch deceiver saint peter tells us be self controlled and alert sober your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour resist him standing firm in the faith in the truth of the gospel friends be a student of the scripture student of truth be informed by the word some members of the visible church having been deceived by demons leave the right way of the gospel to follow the evil way of Balaam they are described by peter this way of them the proverbs are true a dog returns to its vomit and a pig that is washed goes back to her wallowing in the mud they like it sir every one who leaves god's holy church 
goes out into the night to sin. Judas went out and it was night. They like night. They leave the way of Jesus to enjoy the pleasures of sin and be destroyed by the devil. So friends, in conclusion, seek after the prodigals that you may turn the sinner from the error of his own way. That you may save his soul from eternal death to eternal salvation. That God may use you through the gospel to cover his mountain of sins. Number four, that you may be wise in God's estimation. Daniel 12 and verse 3, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And finally, that you may receive God's reward. The last verse of 1 Corinthians 15 says, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. But also understand this truth. Yet most prodigals, most rebels shall not be restored. So I read from Titus 3, 10 and 11. Warn a divisive person once and then warn him a second time. After that, have nothing to do with him. You may be sure that such a man is warped and sinful. He is self-condemned. Heavenly Father, you have told us to take action. To go after the prodigals. Lord your son Jesus Christ said. He came to seek and save that which is lost. Lord turn them that they may be turned. We cannot save anyone. We cannot give faith to anyone. We cannot give repentance to anyone. You gave repentance. Lord, mercy and grace are with you. Therefore, O God, take any and every action that people may repent and turn back to God and to his holy church. And help us to obey what James told us to do. And if anyone turns him back, anyone can do it. I pray that parents will go in search of their children who are wandering away from the truth. Brothers may go after brothers. Pastors may go after sheep. Lord have mercy. Grant prodigals repentance. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.